Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest, and she's going to introduce herself. Hi, everyone. My name is Ashley Pates. I'm your Miss Collegiate America 2021. And a little bit about me, I am a full-time dental hygienist and published author of the book, Bryn the Brave. And I am currently attending Western Carolina University to get my bachelor's in business entrepreneurship. Amazing. So you said you are the current Miss Collegiate for the High School America system. What has that been like so far since you won? I mean, you're staying there in top two. What was the emotion that you felt in that moment? Oh my goodness. Uh, truthfully, I think I blacked out. I just, it was weird because I have never been, I've never won a national title. And so I was my goal was just to truthfully do better than what I did last year. And for me, it was feeling 100% confident on that stage. So the fact that I made it in a top five, (laughs) I'm just, I don't know, I was physically there, but I wasn't mentally there. It was kind of crazy. It was like all my emotions and everything was at a standstill, especially when it was just the two of us standing there. Um, I had such a calm presence. And I I, tr- I don't even know truthfully how to explain it, but ever since I won, it's been a whirlwind of emotions. It's been the craziest, busiest time of my entire life, but I'm so blessed to be on this journey. And I, I can't believe that Nationals is right around the corner. I can't see who I'm going to be. I can't wait to see who I'm going to be crowning. So going off of this whole experience, you had competed before. What was it like competing before and then going into the next year of winning? So what was the year before like for you? Well, I competed during COVID prime time and it was different to be completely honest. I mean, it was my first time ever at nationals within this organization and I was expecting a lot because this organization is so incredible and you just hear stories, you see beautiful photos and um, it was, I'm just very, very blessed and happy that we had the national pageant because so many other organizations had either canceled theirs or postponed it for years. <laughs> um, so at my first nationals, I was, despite everything going on, Miss Amanda and Inez and the entire Miss High School America organization put on one incredible, amazing national pageant. Yes, we had to, our, our hoops and everything to try and go through, but the only difference as far as, um, you know, the, the changes and adjustments that we had to do was you had to be very cautious. You had to make sure that you were wearing your mask and we were, none of us had experienced that before COVID. So it was, it was different in that aspect, but, um, despite all of that, we were all able to still come together and have an amazing national pageant meet girls, go on our, all of our adventures. And, um, you know, going from that experience to, this nationals, it was completely different. Um, I could actually see the girls' faces. I could give them hugs. I could take photos. And it's just my personality. I am such a people person. So I believe everything happens for a reason. Last year, I placed top 15 at my first ever national pageant within this organization. And I didn't even expect that, you know, because going in, you don't know what the judges are looking for. You don't know if you're going to, if it's your year, if you're going to have that right look or whatever it is that might be going on in your own mind. But, um, going, going through this year, I was, my goal was truthfully just to go have fun. And like I said, make sure that I gave my 100%, 
um, gave 110%, I should say, while I was on that stage and off stage. Going in sometimes to a new organization, you feel like you have to fit this perfect mold. And I felt like last year, I tried so hard to be what I thought that they wanted. Whereas this year, I was aging out. And I was like, I'm going to have fun. And like I said, I'm just going to put it all out on stage. And I did. (laughs) It served me well. (laughs) That's amazing. And you definitely hit on something that is so true is trying to fit this mold that you think the organization is looking for. I know like through many people I've talked to on the podcast, that was a part of their journey at some point was, okay, I have to be this perfect person that they want at the perfect time. And then ultimately they don't get what they wanted. And it's so hard for them to understand like, why did I not receive this? Why did I not do better? Yes, they're grateful for their placement or just being able to be in the pageant as a whole, but trying to understand that you can't fit a mold that you weren't created for. And that's just, how it is. And so some people now are starting to realize in the pageant world, like you, you're like, I'm just going to be here to be happy. I just want to be happy. And that's what I tell a bunch of the girls that I work with is you're not going here because you want to win. Do you absolutely want that crown? Of course you do. But if you're not here to have fun and giggle with your sister Queens and hang out, and then when it's time to be business, your business, I was like, but if you're not looking at it as just, I'm happy to be here, not I'm looking to get that crown because that's what I want. Like that's the big difference that people are now starting to understand. And it's so amazing because it takes them so much further than they ever expected. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I mean, I also went into it with a different mindset as well. And I mean, it might have been because it was my last and final year competing within this organization that I just had that mindset of this is who I am. This is what I have to offer. And I was a goofball in interview. And I just and that's another huge reason why I love this organization, because they want somebody that's real raw. It's them like they don't want somebody that's going to be a robot. If you're going to be a robot, you're going to have you're going to have to be a robot for an entire year. It's just not worth it. So having that different mindset of this is me, this is who I am, this is what I have to offer, accept it or don't, made a huge huge difference just in my overall headspace throughout the week at nationals. I was going to have fun, and then when competition got started, I was still having fun in interview or on stage. And um, I'm just I'm so happy that I can look back. And know that I was 100% myself that entire time. What do you think the High School America system offers that other systems don't? I love that question. Um, this is a system, like I said before, it's unlike any other organization. I've, I've competed in my fair share of organizations. And this might seem a little bit of, you know, a little cliche, but sisterhood. My goodness. I mean, despite COVID and the limitations that we went through last year at nationals, I am so close to some of the girls within this organization. And this system empowers women and brings each other to, you know, brings other people together and helps uplift. Um, A good, a good example is I have been wanting to write a children's book for years and if it wasn't for this this organization, the Miss High School America organization, the system, the girls that I was surrounded around or surrounded by, um, I wouldn't have been able to publish that publish that book. When I saw what other people were doing and people were there to help me reach my goals, they were wanting to see me succeed. They were wanting to help me, give me the guidance. I have never had anything like that before. I understand it's still a competition, but any other system that I have been in. 
I've never had the same sisterhood that I have within this organization. So empowering, uplifting, I could, uh, truthfully, I could just say so much about what the system does have to offer. Going off of, you said you wrote a children's book and published it. So what was that whole process like? And how did, how did they help you ultimately get that goal that you wanted? Yeah, so um, I am not talented when it comes to drawing at all, but I have a great, I have a creative mind. So um, it was a process. It was hard. It was frustrating at times, but um, you know, I had to come up and brainstorm. I had to figure out what the storyline was going to be. And since I'm a hygienist, um, I decided to incorporate teeth and educating kids about the importance of their oral hygiene. Yet I decided because bullying has played a huge part in my life. And within this organization, I was like, this is going to be something that's unique. It's creative. It's fun. And I'm still getting two extremely important messages across at the same time. I actually reached out to one of my friends who at the time was the California high school title holder. And uh, she has already published multiple books. And, you know, I, I reached out to her. I was like, hey, what is this process like? What do I have to do? What are the steps? She was just very honest. And her and her mom had helped me every step of the way to try and get me to where I wanted to be. But I had this idea and they had helped me bring it to life. And like I said, it was a process. It was a lot, but I had to work with an illustrator and then working with them, they had to try and, I mean, it, it's a process trying to get the ISBN code and publish it. You know, now I'm on Amazon and um, Barnes and Noble, but I realized that by them helping me achieve my goals and me out there now, I'm inspiring other people. And just as they inspired me, it's like this, this chain effect that's really, really cool. And I'm, I'm just happy that this system helped push me and reach, you know, reach these goals that I never thought was going to be possible. It was just an idea. I've noticed with working with a lot of the High School America girls, whether they're the itty-bitty babies or the collegiate girls, they are some of the helpful, most helpful people I've ever met in the pageant world. And I'm not just saying it just because we're talking about your organization, but I truly mean that. I had done an interview with Grayson Granger, who is the, well, she goes by Ava Grayson Granger for pageants. She is the current Miss South Carolina Collegiate, and we talked about her experiences, her life journey that she's had in the pageant community, and just her being vulnerable and willing to be like, absolutely, I'll sit down with you and talk about this, or a few of the other girls that were just simply contestants in the pageant. They're so helpful, and they love to help those little girls. That is their favorite thing, and it's just very heartwarming to see that such an organization as Miss High School America being so big as it is. Everyone is willing to help out no matter what the extent is. They're just happy to do whatever they can for you, especially I know Crystal Vick, who is the director or the co-director for the Miss South Carolina High School and North Carolina High School America system. She has been so helpful. I was a sponsor for them uh, for their pageant this year and I mean, whatever she could do. And I wasn't even competing. I was solely just a sponsor and they're just so happy. We'll do whatever they need to. She was willing. She's like, if you need to ship it, I will pay for all of your items that you want to ship for us. Like it was insane. Like, so I just wanted to say that is I noticed that the people in your organization are so helpful and so kind hearted and it doesn't go unseen. Like it is absolutely seen from someone that I have never competed in the high school America system. I aged out. I graduated college. I was going to compete this year. And they're like, are you going to go back to school at all? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I do not want to go back. 
No, never say never. <laughs> I was like, I do not want to go back to school. So that was the only thing that held me back from competing this year was truly not being in school anymore. And I hated that because I would have been competing during COVID year last year if I would have wanted to compete. And I mean, that was when pageants were absolutely crazy. You didn't know if they were going to happen. So it was so hard to decide if you wanted to compete for something big, invest all of your time and efforts, and then possibly not have that pageant. So it was so hard to kind of decide that I didn't want to compete in certain systems solely because we had a crazy pandemic that came out of nowhere. So I can only imagine, especially like you said, going through those times in the High School America system during COVID, like that is absolutely insane and no one would have ever expected to have these sort of crazy events happen where you're wearing a mask in front of someone you can't hug them you're touching elbows to say hello instead of waving or you know giving those big hugs so it's very very interesting but I just wanted to full circle on that one it is true these people are here to help you no matter even if you're in the system or not and it is amazing to see that it really it really is I mean People that you don't even know that are going to bend over backwards to help you, whatever it is, whatever it is. It's, I mean, you know, at the, at the California state pageant, um, I had an earring that broke and one of the moms ran to go and try and get me glue and get me a bat. I'm like, I don't even know who you are, but I'm so appreciative. It's like just small little things like that. It shows, it really, really shows. And I, like I said, I, I love this organization. I have been competing with them since 2015. And everybody always asks, why? Why do you come back? What made you come back? I'm like, truthfully, it's a sisterhood and how this system is so empowering. It pushes you to want to reach your goals and, and be better and you know be the best version of yourself. And I'm just glad that other people can see it on the outside as well, because I can feel it and see it from the inside. <laughs> What has it been like with the huge group of sponsors you guys have for nationals? How has that been with all the gifts you've received, and especially with your lovely Jeep that you won? So how has all of the sponsorships been for you? Amazing. I never know what's going to be showing up at my door every day. <laughs> Everybody's like, hey, you got a new package. I'm like, let's see what it is. <laughs> it's goodies. Um at times it can be really overwhelming, but in the best way possible. Um, the best way that I can explain it is I'm just blessed because this organization has a ton of sponsors. And, and you know, our best way to give back is to see it, recognize it, post about it, thank them. I always say, especially for our clothes, I mean, it can, a wide range of things, clothing, hair products, tanning products, you're a walking advertisement, right? So you are not only representing the organization, but you're representing that business and that company. So it's been, it's been a lot, but again, I'm just so blessed to be on this, on this journey. And we wouldn't be here as an organization if it wasn't for all of these sponsors and who and what other organization can say that they give away a Jeep and you know, all expenses paid Jeep. That's, that's the craziest thing. Um, yeah, thanks. So thankful for, you know, um, our sponsorship with Steve Landers, um, because I wouldn't have that car if it wasn't for them. And of course the organization, but it's, it's crazy to think about everything that we've gotten. <laughs> I know after you guys had won, you do the, the photo shoot the day after those are honestly my favorite pictures because it just shows you guys of like, okay, here's me after I just won. And then to see that a year later, seeing those photos, how it's changed you and the organization, how it has 
impacted your entire life. It's so amazing. That's my favorite day is to like watch the day after my, okay, when are they going to post pictures? Because I know Ainsley Beck, when she won, I've known Ainsley for years. Like I've known her since she was a, a baby child. I was, you know, just like local town friends with them. And then of course, Crystal Vick, I've known her for years as well. So when Ainsley won, it was the entire state of South Carolina was in uproar. They're like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Like this is awesome. And then Margaret wins. And so it's like, this is crazy. And of course, like they might've had titles from other states, but that's allowed this pageant. You can have those at-large titles if you've already been your state title and you're already in the same division. So that's what some people don't realize when they look at these girls and they're like, I know they're from the small town in South Carolina, but she's Miss Rhode Island. Like, how is that fair? Or even this young girl says she's from New York, but she's definitely from South Carolina. So that's another thing that people outside the pageant world don't understand is you might have already been your state title or you've competed in your state pageant. You are now eligible to do another title. It gives you that that next chance to possibly go to nationals. And I think that's one of the best things that the Miss High School America organization allows for these girls to do because it still gives them the opportunity. Yes, maybe you may have not won your state title. It may have been a really tough competition because I know – I know South Carolina was, and I know North Carolina was. It was a tough competition. But those other girls that were in the pageant are equally as good. It was just not their day. It just wasn't. It was another girl's time to shine. And they let her have their moment. And then they say, hey, I'm Vermont or I'm South Dakota, a totally different state. But it's just so nice that they, the high school America system gives these girls another opportunity. And that's truly like one of the best things. I know like the pageant I'm in now, before this year, they didn't have state titles. They didn't have state pageants. And so I, going into it, was like, I'll just buy North Carolina. We'll move on with our lives. And now they're having all these state pageants. And I'm so sad because I'm like, I would have wanted to compete. But I'm just happy that I have the opportunity to show up to nationals without even having to have gone through all the hoops of competing at a state title. Now I'm like, let's hit nationals. Let's go. Let's do this thing. And so I'm glad that some of these girls do have the opportunity to compete in their state but also still be able to go to nationals. So that's just such an interesting, incredible way to allow girls to still chase their dreams and journeys in the pageant world. Absolutely. And just as you had said, you know, it just wasn't their time. Different day, different set of judges. It does not matter. And again, with me going to nationals for the first time ever last year, I got first runner up. So I went as North Dakota And did I expect anything out of it? No. But was I being given that second opportunity? Yes. Did I take it and run with it? Absolutely. Some people will go and do that just, hey, you know, I'm going to go and practice and see and I'm going to prepare for my next year. And who knows? It might have a great outcome. There have been national title holders that have won not wearing their state. So, and that is not a topic that's ever discussed with the judges. So, you know, some people have a hard time. I mean, yeah, it was weird wearing North Dakota, but who cares? You know, nobody ever questioned you because you're not the only one. So yeah, absolutely. I think that that's also becoming more and more um, of a, I want to say like more of a respected thing because that title is open because they don't have a state pageant right? Or they don't have a state director or whatever else it is. And it's allowing other people to go and compete at nationals. So, and it's clearly working because all the numbers are full, you know, all of those, all of those titles get taken in a heartbeat. Um, so I, I think it's, I think it's a blessing and a great opportunity for people. And I think that that is 
again, something that's continuously being recognized and respected. What do you expect after your reign is over to have gained from this experience? That's a hard one because I feel like there's been so many things that I've gained. Um, One in particular is, I mean, I've, I've had time management, but this is brought into a whole nother level. What would you describe your winning wardrobe in, in one word? Fearless. Um, and I say that because red is a very, very strong color and white to me. Well, truthfully, I didn't even realize it. I was red, white, and blue <laughs> my entire wardrobe. Um, and it kind of worked out for this system, but I had no idea. But um, my entire wardrobe, I don't want to say it was last minute, but again, going back to me being authentic and true to myself, it was to a certain extent because um, I had my red gown actually had a train that was attached at the waist and I tried it on and something just didn't feel right. I was like, I don't know if this is really me again, trying to fit that mold last minute. Um, and I was like, Oh, all the other past national title holders have always had this train attached to it. This might be the look that they're going for. But as soon as I took that train off and I took a video and it might seem weird, but I took a video at my hotel room by myself and I was walking in and I was like, I felt fearless. Like I felt like I could conquer the world. And so I was like, I'm not even thinking twice. I'm sticking with that train, not being on it. And who knows, you know, we'll see how this plays out. And so I was set on my evening gown. And then when it came to the fun fashion, I just felt like it was so light and fresh and fun and me, truthfully, it was so different. And I designed that and it was just really cool and fun to be like, this is me. Like I'm, I'm here to stand out and show you that, you know, I have a fun personality and I felt like that's exactly what the fun fashion portrayed for myself. But putting the entire look together, I was not going to compete with my hair straight. That was my first time ever wearing my hair in a center part, but ever wearing it straight for competition. And that same thing is when I, it was, we actually straightened because my hair is super curly and we straightened my hair for rehearsals. Um, and then I went back in my hotel room after and just started practicing in my wardrobe. And once I put on my fun fashion again, now with my hair straight, I was like, okay, I like, I feel so confident in this. I'm like, this is the way that I'm going to rock it. And again, it just, it gave me that I I truthfully felt fearless. I felt unstoppable. Like I could conquer the world. And I, I think when it comes to wardrobe, you have to feel good in order to look good. Um, and I just, I just feel like that played a huge, huge role in how everything kind of came together and my confidence shining through. That is amazing. And I was going to ask about your straight hair because I do know from other Instagram posts you have posted, I can tell your hair is very curly. So that was my next question of, what was it like wearing your hair straight at nationals? Because I know it's so normal nowadays to have that straight hair, middle part, side part, whatever you would like it, but just straight. But I know like in the, the golden days of pageantry, I mean, it was always big side part, big like voluminous curls, Victoria's Secret curls. That was the hairstyle. And now it is so normal. Like this past weekend, 
Mina Bronsley wore her hair completely straight from Miss South Carolina USA and won. Immediately won. And so, like, that's what it's so normal now not to have this typical pageant hair. Like, you wore that. You're like, I feel confident in this. This is what I want to do. Boom. You won that title. And I feel like that's what definitely portrayed through, like you said, it came through your wardrobe like that. It came through you during during competition that this straight hair gave you this confidence and you felt confident in all of your outfit choices and that's what it really comes down to is you're wearing that outfit that outfit is not wearing you how do you genuinely feel in your outfits if it's not 110 percent, head back to the drawing board and try again you need to feel the best you that you can be and that's so important so important I agree. 110%. You could not put me in a trash bag and be like, Hey, walk out there, strut your stuff. I'm like, no, I don't feel confident. Hang on backtrack. (laughs) Let's try and figure this out. It's so true. And a lot of the times you can see it on the girl's face. So I have no shame. I will practice a hundred times in the mirror. I will try and figure out what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And the most important thing is how I felt. And I think that everybody needs to take that into consideration. It will show through. I agree. I 100% agree with you. And going back to competition, what is your favorite phase of competition? Funny thing that you ask that because I get so nervous on stage. Like you, if you were to ask me 10, 15 years ago, if I would ever be competing in a pageant, (laughs) I'd say no way. I didn't even know what a pageant was. So, um, my favorite phase, I'm, like I said, I'm a people person. I love talking to people. I love interview and allowing them to get to know me, again, what I have to offer, see my personality. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm not a robot. This is me. This is who I am. Um, accept me or not. And I love that interview comes before any other phase for most um, pageant systems, but I love it with this organization because that that is that's bread and butter. They get to see you and they are going to keep that the entire time when they get to see you on stage. So when they get to see my personality and, you know, in person, face to face, get to know me, they'll be able to see how everything is shining through on stage as well. Um, truthfully, I love the interview portion, but as I've gotten older and the more that I've been on stage, fun fashion and evening gown, it really, both of those tie up. (laughs) I'm with you on that one and definitely interview. I can definitely agree with you on that one. Getting older, it has just become more of like an easier thing. We're now adults. We can easily talk to someone. We can now form these sentences without having to really think about it. Like we can have just conversation with people and it's not like, a okay, ask me a question. Like it's not that type of interview anymore. It's can this girl get in front of any age, any panel and talk to them? That is the title holder they're looking for. I mean, you got Kira Kazanzik that was on the floor during the Like, can you have someone that can walk into a ballroom and give a speech? And can you have someone sit in a kindergarten class and read a book to them? Like, you have to have someone that is so well-rounded, very good with communication skills, very, I mean, trustworthy and good with time management. That's one thing I know pageants has absolutely taught me is time management, especially doing this podcast. I have to be, you know meeting with people at the times I say we're going to meet or making sure things are posted on time. Like even in the pageant world, you have to be at that deadline at this time, or you have to be downstairs ready to go 10 minutes before your interview, make sure you're in line, everything's prepped and ready to go. Like it's so important. And I think that's the main key that 
the judges are looking for nowadays is can we find that vulnerable, well-rounded, confident girl and can they be that person all day long? Is that truly them or is this, like you said, a robot? Like, is this somebody that acts like they have it all but truly deep down is just playing the act? Like, is this person real and authentic? And and just as I had mentioned again earlier that when you're looking for a national title holder, you're walking advertisement. So the last thing that any organization ever wants to have to do is strip a title from somebody. Like, yes, you might have won because you put on this act for the judges, but if you cannot perform outside of the stage and outside of the interview room, it's not a good fit. So that's something as well that in this organization, they look for. You are working. This is a full-time job. I, like I said, I don't think I've ever been so stressed in my entire life, <laughs> but in the best way possible. I just think, you know, it's, it's a year and it's a crazy, crazy journey to be on. But all of those things, the judges are always looking for a well, just as you said, a well-rounded individual who is able to do this for an entire year while they hold that title. And going back to being a walking advertisement, that has been such a a new thing in the past like year and a half is building your own brand, being your own brand, like branding yourself in such a positive light, being but still being vulnerable, still being yourself, still being confident, being the person that you truly are and building your brand really sells it to these pageant organizations and to these judges because If you are not representing yourself the best way that you possibly can, how can you represent our system? Like, how is this going to be a good fit? Because that's what it is. At the end of the day, this is a puzzle piece that we're trying to piece together. And if you can't be your true self and co-align with what we want, like just being, you know, meeting us in the middle here, it's really hard to make that work. It truly is. But branding yourself has been such a new term that the pageant world has seen in the past year and a half. And I'm so glad that it is coming out because it is so important to represent yourself in such a like a positive light, but also still being your vulnerable, confident, true self. And it's very amazing how that definitely has made a new trend with that. Yeah, I think that um, something that just is right along the same lines um, that each one of us, everybody's different. Everybody's different. So even though, you know, there's a new national title holder, a new state title holder, local title holder within an organization, we're all different, but same in our unique ways. I'm sorry. We are, how does it go? We are all the, we are all the same, but different in our own unique ways. And you have something different to bring to the table. Right. So I, I mean, even looking back, I don't think within this organization, I can say that any particular title holder was the exact same as the girl before, which tells me they want somebody that's real. <laughs> so I can just keep on going back to that. It's, it's refreshing. It's very, very, very refreshing in this organization that you can have a normal conversation with any of the girls, any of the contestants and you're speaking to them. You don't feel like you have to put on this, you know, different front and you try and ask a question and somebody has to think about what they're saying before they say it. I'm like, just have a conversation with me, please. <laughs> I love that. It's 
so true though and that's definitely one of the nice things nowadays is people are being more open and able to have conversation i think with us being locked in for an entire an entire year I feel like it has really helped with those communication skills because now you're like, I want to talk to anyone and everyone. I don't care who it is. Like, I just want to talk to the first person I see because I have not talked to anyone. <laughs> like, it's so like, I just want to talk to people. And so I feel like that's like, I myself is, I'm very, I'm very introverted, but also so extroverted at the same time. It's like they battle with each other. I like my personal time, but I love being around people and just kind of, just being with people. That's it. Like, I love that. I love talking to anyone that I can talk to. And so that's what pageants was such an amazing outlet for that because so many different people, so many different backgrounds, so many different networking opportunities you can get being in the pageant world. It is amazing. And that's what now, like, especially with this podcast, I can talk to anyone and everyone all over the world through social media to get them to just come on simply how I did with you. I just reached out and said, hey, you want this opportunity? And you're like, I'll be there. <laughs> I have one final question for you. In what way has pageants impacted you? It has, pageants just in general, have helped me become the best version of myself. Um, if you were to ask me a couple years ago, and I was still on my pageant journey, the first time ever competing was in 2011. It was hot mess, but <laughs> it was funny to look at these days. Um my first pageant ever, I didn't place, I braided my hair, wore a prom dress. I didn't know what I was doing, but I fell in love with the people that I was surrounded by. And again, it has helped me with time management skills. It's helped me learn what I wanted to accomplish in life, figure out how to set goals and do everything in my power to achieve them. Um, but mostly confidence. I mean, nobody's perfect right? Nobody's perfect. But even on our darkest days, we have to realize that we're not alone. We have to get up. We have to get moving. And if it weren't for pageants, I would not be on this journey and where I am today. Because again, being surrounded by people who are always setting goals and wanting to accomplish bigger and better things, I think that that's one good time to compare yourself to other people. And you're not comparing in a negative way. You're comparing in a positive to say, what can I do to get to where they are? Or how can we match up, match up? How can I level up to where they are? And it's motivational, right? And I'm, I'm very, very blessed that pageants have come into my life because growing up being a tomboy playing softball, not knowing anything about pageants, again, I believe that everything happens for a reason and I wouldn't have the confidence and the skills being in this field, anything like that, if it weren't for pageants. So I'm just very lucky and blessed to be on this journey. <laughs> I'm so glad that we got to sit down and have this conversation. I wanted to talk to you at Miss South Carolina um, High School America pageant, but they just chewed everybody out so quickly. But I'm so glad to hear your journey and hear all of your thoughts about the High School America system. It's one of the systems that I myself have not ever entered, but I've always wanted to and wanted to hear more about it. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for actually sitting down with me and talking about this because it really does mean so much. And to add you to another person on the podcast, it's so exciting to have such a prestige title holder on the podcast. So I really do thank you for being here. Thank you. And so, um, you know, just kind of throwing it back, you're not too old to compete, okay? So just take a class here or there and you can come and join the sisterhood, okay? I have been going to school for a long time. 
So when you say you aged out, I don't think you've actually aged out, ma'am. I am aging out. So know that there are still a couple of years for you. Come and join the sisterhood. <laughs> well, you know, guys, you never know what happens in the future. So I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. Bye.